welcome to the Seismic Spotlight podcast. I'm Amy Bourbeau, co-founder of sustainability consultancy Seismic and a passionate B Corp expert. Our Seismic Spotlight series aims to shine a light on the people and businesses working to be an increasingly impactful force for good. This series is all about B Corps, a movement that is close to my heart and the gold standard certification for responsible business. We hope it inspires others to join the B Corp movement and make a seismic difference. In this episode, I'm speaking with Alison Robb, Sustainability Director at Coots Bank. With more than three centuries of history, Coots is recognized as one of the UK's leading private banks and wealth managers. Founded in 1692, Coots acts as a trusted advisor and partner to its clients and their families, providing banking services, financial planning, wealth management, and commercial banking. Coots certified as a B Corp in July 2021, which for a company of their size and structure is no small achievement. They scored 83 points on the BIA, comfortably taking them over the 80-point threshold, which means they meet the highest standards of verified social and environmental performance, public transparency, and legal accountability to balance profit and purpose. Their certification caused quite a stir. As a major organization working in the financial sector, an industry that isn't synonymous with B Corp values, their certification surprised many. It's an inspirational story of how business can make a change. In our interview, we delve into the challenges and opportunities faced by companies who aren't the usual brands you would expect to see joining the B Corp community. We talk about the ripple effect of speaking to your stakeholders about B Corp and how B Corps can create a chain effect of other companies joining the community. And we get into the transparency requirements for B Corps and how an organization with as much governance as a bank can navigate this process successfully. Alison has been instrumental in securing B Corp certification for Coots, and our interview shares some really valuable insights into how companies can achieve B Corp status for themselves. We hope you enjoy our Seismic Spotlight on Coots. Welcome to our Seismic Spotlight podcast, Alison. Thanks very much, Amy. Very pleased to be here. Great. Thank you for joining us. Uh, so I'm just going to jump straight in. Um, I have been thinking about it. And one of the things that I really love about the B Corp movement is the real spread of sectors and industries within the community. And I think Coots is, you know, not one of those obvious companies that you would expect to, to see in the list of B Corps, but it's pretty cool that you've joined the community and that the bank, the queen now banks with a B Corp. Um, I'd love to know what was the the story of how B Corp came to be on Coots' radar and how the business reached the decision to actually pursue B Corp certification? So it's about two years ago now. Um, It's hard to remember the exact moment. Um, We had some clients, um, they won't mind me saying, so Bates Wells, we banked them commercially, um, and they asked to have a meeting with me. Uh, At that point, I'd just become a sustainability director, and they asked to have a meeting to discuss um, one of one of the questions on their beacon assessment, which is, you know, who do you bank with? So who you bank with is obviously a question. And if you can say that you bank with a B Corp or you bank with a sort of certified um, a bank, um, then you get, and then you can get a point um, or some sort of part of a point. And so they asked to meet me to say, you know, is this something you're thinking about? And at that stage, it was really, really early on in our thinking. Um, I'd sort of seen the certification, um, but, and I thought, you yeah, maybe this is something we could do. And I spoke to our CEO, Peter, who absolutely loved the idea. Um, and then that's when we started. And we um, we basically said, right, let's give it a crack and see, see what might be possible. 
Wow, that's so great. I, I love hearing the kind of ripple effect of, you know, the fact that actually Bates Wells came to you and asked the question and it just sparks this hopefully knock-on effect. And I think there's, yeah, there's so much opportunity for impact if we all just kind of amplify the the message of B Corp to our stakeholders and who we buy from and who we work with. And that's really lovely to hear how that Yeah, came exactly. About. Yeah, we try and I mean, and that's that's what we were trying to do is speak to our clients about it um, and see if we might be able to help them think about coming to B Corp too. Love it. Great. And so once you made that decision of, you know, B Corp is right for Coots, how did you then go about tackling it? How, how did you kind of engage the team and manage the process and break it all down? I think that what people actually get a little bit wrong with this is that they worry so much about it and they think of the assessment as sort of this huge beast that is very difficult to tackle. And we we sort of didn't do that, which is quite rare for us. We normally have sort of a lot of governance processes in place for most of these things. Um, but I just sort of logged in, created an account and just answered all the questions that I could. Um, so, you know, obviously there are lots of them which I didn't have the details for, you know, specific HR questions, for example. But I managed to answer a big enough proportion of the questions to, to say we're you know we're able to actually do this we might actually have a score that will enable us to get over that 80 when we do a few tweaks and we change our articles of association we might actually get that um and so that's what we did uh, i did sort of the first run through and then we did many many other run throughs of course when we had sort of the data that we needed from different parts of the organization um and we're obviously part of natwest group so we had to sort of go through the coots executive team and the coots board and then the natwest executive team and west boards so there was a lot of internal governance to make sure that everyone was happy with the decision for us to come be called yeah and so you kind of went you did a bit of a feasibility kind of see how close or far we are in the spectrum of because for anybody listening who doesn't know to to be a b corp you have to reach 80 points in order to certify every question is scored but you know a lot of those questions are worth 0.2 of a point or you know kind of very small amounts so it's actually a lot of work that you have to put into and a lot of positive practices that you have to have in place to to reach that 80 point mark um so you you kind of did a bit of a, a test to see how near or far we are. And were you a long way from from 80 when you kind of reached your initial score? Was there a lot of work that you needed to do to improve your performance to get to above 80? We were around 65-ish, 70, I remember. So we were, we were actually much closer than we sort of thought we might be. Um, and then with the article change, which is sort of 7.5, then a few other sort of small changes that we made, um, we managed to get sort of just over the 80, which we were delighted about. And the, the articles change that you mentioned, so that is for, um, it's a requirement of B Corps where you amend your articles of association to build in a commitment to consider all of your stakeholders, not just shareholders. That can sometimes be a bit daunting to owners uh, of, uh, you know, and shareholders of organizations. You mentioned, obviously, you're owned by NatWest. How, how, what was their response like? How did you, um, how did they respond when you came to them and said, look, we want to be B Corp and, and that, that will include this article's change and, you know, a, a permanent commitment for us to act in this way? How did they respond? 
really supportive. Um, they sort of con- the Natwest board and Natwest Mexico considered all, all of the entities in Natwest Group um, sort of in their own in their own way. They're all sort of very different brands, and uh, they thought that it was a great opportunity for Coots to sort of uh, test it out. You know, lead the way for Natwest Group, see if it was something that um, you know would benefit us, and then perhaps you know in the longer term it might be something that some of the other entities consider too. But very supportive, um, and we're sort of comfortable with the article change. Uh, there's a section in the Companies Act um, that's, that basically stipulates that you, your board does need to consider all stakeholders. So it's a, it is a change to your articles um, and it is sort of a significant one, of course, but there are sections of the Companies Act that do allude and do sort of state that you do need to start thinking about all stakeholders. Uh, so they were comfortable that it aligned quite well with that as well. Yeah, I think that's quite, it's it's quite a cool thing that in, in the UK, it's not such a stretch um, from, like you say, the kind of, standard way of doing business but it does just kind of take things that step further but really great to hear that they were supportive that can sometimes like I said be a be a bit of a barrier um so apart from your you know apart from getting sign off from the powers that be your business has over 1700 employees you know multiple locations and branches around the country obviously a massive opportunity to create positive and negative impact through wealth management. What were what were some of the kind of main challenges of A, organizing all of that information, you know, doing things like understanding what the practices were for all of your employees and all of your locations. Um, and and also just from the kind of side of, of your performance and the, the things you had to do you said you were you were quite high up in the in the start but what were some of the kind of challenges along along the way so for us I mean we're, we're quite lucky the more locations you have the more complicated they get the assessment um, basically states that you have to look at the, the location where at least 80% of your employees are so if you have 80% of your employees in one location then that can be the main location that you really focus on um, and that for us is true um, we do have sort of a very large presence at our headquarters on 440 Strand we do also have sort of quite a large office in Bristol as well and then we do have sort of a scattering across the country um, so it was London and Bristol that we focused on um, yeah I mean it's it's a difficult assessment. There are, there are, you know, five main sections that you score points on and then a disclosure section. And, you know, I was reliant on a lot of people to help me with gathering the data for, you know, a huge proportion of that. So um, the worker section is all about the people in your company and sort of, you know, the diversity in the midst of those people and sort of how you support them and the benefits packages. Um, and so we have a fantastic HR director, Freya, who was sort of super helpful and managed to get all of that data for me. Um, and so being able to sort of give direct people specific ownership for certain questions made it a sort of a lot easier to sort of get going and, you know, and properly do it. Um, if you sort of take it all upon yourself and you're trying to sort of find it out yourself, it can obviously be a mad task for an organisation the size of ours. So um, I was very clear from the beginning, you know, this is your section, you know, you're responsible for answering all of these questions, please come back to me by this time and so forth for some of the other sections too. Um, and I think just making sure that everyone has ownership of the bits that they're doing does really help um, in doing that. Um, but though, you know, we did have challenges. There's a section um, which isn't scored called disclosures, which is um, about sort of any fines that you might have had or regulatory issues, um, but also sectors that you might be involved in. So, for example, 
example, um, gambling or alcohol, they have a list of sensitive industries. And for us, you know, we're a bank, we're not involved in manufacturing any of these um, items or involved in any of these items directly. But indirectly, we do have some clients who might breweries, for example. And so, you know, our percentage of lending to clients in these industries, we had to calculate. And it does become quite a big effort to calculate this data. Um, So it took us a long time. Yeah, it's absolutely, it's it's a a really thorough process, which does cause you to have to, you know, make calculations and look in directions that you probably wouldn't have done before. Uh, and, and kind of, it's a lot of self-reflection, um, but hopefully you learned things along the way. Would you find, did you find that some of that was actually useful and helped you to kind of learn about aspects of the business that you wouldn't have thought of already and inform maybe some of your plans for improvement moving forward? Very useful. Um, I think our CEO was on a call with Jamie Oliver, who said, you know, B-Lab UK know more about our business than sort of anyone else apart from our bank. And we definitely feel like that now. You guys know a lot about us. Um, But yeah, it has been helpful, you know, looking at sort of the percentage of our lending to certain industries, um, which we might not have considered sensitive previously. Obviously, we have our own internal measures of what we deem sensitive or sort of uh, reputationally risky. Um, So it has been very useful to sort of look at that. And, you know, that's why we chose to do the equal assessment in the first place. We researched other assessments and for us, it was by far the broadest and covered the most areas. Um, you know, lots of other assessments are very much focused just on climate or your environmental impact. That's just one section of the B Corp um, assessment. So that's why we did it for us. It's incredibly broad and gave us a great place to look at, you know, what what we needed to do. Um, I think as we have to say, you know, measure what matters. We love to hear that. That's great. Yeah, we we speak to a lot of clients who have, you know, who said similar things to you. And it's really nice to hear. And it's part of the you know the reason why I personally and we at Seismic have chosen to form such a kind of deep expertise and kind of commitment to the B Corp movement because it is this broad all-encompassing certification that encourages businesses to look in all of these different corners of their business and and really challenge themselves not just in the product or the service that they provide but but in how they do business Uh, so that's wonderful to hear and and so you you've spoken a bit about the challenges of you know the disclosures and where you invest your money and uh, I guess it brings us to the point that banks and especially private banks I would say don't tend to have a reputation for being especially ethical or inclusive um, and I think there's there's been kind of some some question in the B Corp community of, gosh, what does that mean if a if a big, massive private bank is joining the B Corp community? It, it doesn't feel like an obvious fit, like I kind of said, um, potentially even at odds with the values of, of B Corp. What, what do you think about that? And, and how did being in this industry kind of present challenges to you? And what would you say to p- people who have that query of, is it the right thing actually for banks and private banks to be in the B Corp community. Yeah, and it's a very good challenge. I mean, for me, there are two types of B Corps. And I think the assessment also sort of brings this out. You're either a business that has been set up with the core purpose of sort of doing good. So you think of someone like Tom's for every sale of a shoe, they give a shoe, you know, 
it's it's very core there it's their impact business model there are other organizations for example more um, industries in the service industry for example banks or professional services that i think have a role in society and a role in business to sort of do good and be a force for good which is what you know what b lab says b corp is supposed to do and banks you know banks obviously get sort of quite a bad reputation generally sort of b corp aside um but i think you know for us Many people might think that we look after sort of landed estates or the gentry. Um, our biggest proportion of clients are actually entrepreneurs. So they're self-made people who have sort of really succeeded at what they do um, and have done something incredibly well. And, and they, you know, they come to us and they say, you know, we feel like we've made it. You know, we've worked incredibly hard. We've created this. You know, we might have sold it or we might still be doing it, but we now have some money. You know, can you help us invest it? Or we'd now like to buy a dream home. Can you help us do that? And so... Um, we do, banks do get a bad reputation, but we do have this huge opportunity to help people with what they want to achieve. But also we have sort of a role, the lending that we give, we can decide sort of which businesses we want to lend to and help them um, in that process. And so I think banks do have a very big role um, in the climate crisis as well, but more broadly in supporting businesses and supporting people sort of achieve what they want to in the best way possible. Um, so, yeah, I think, you know, it's, um, there are quite a few sort of financial related B Corps um, and sort of very proud to be part of that community and trying to drive, you know, drive good business forward. And when you become a B Corp, you're not saying you're perfect at this point. Like we know we've got a lot to do, um, but you commit to improving. And that's what we commit to uh, and what we will continue to do. That's wonderful to hear. And I think you're you're right to the point of, you know, the the community is this wonderful mix of actually B Corps who feel like they it was an obvious choice for them to be a B Corp and brands that you would absolutely expect to see there and then brands and organizations that maybe have had to go through a little bit more of a, a journey and I think that that's one of the one of the great joys of this certification for me and I think for Seismic is actually helping those organizations that aren't already there uh, to kind of pivot and take on board some of these considerations. And actually the the point of all of this is to is a is a movement and to kind of change the face of capitalism ultimately. And so if if we have an exclusive community that's only for the people who seem to fit in, then we would be missing out a massive opportunity to help to kind of rise the tide and and bring about that that change and evolution for companies that that could use it it's not for me it's not all about every single you know at an individual level too it's not about every single person being perfect it's not about every single business being absolutely perfect it's about the vast majority trying to do as much good as they can that's when we'll see real change for sure for sure and like you say being a b corp doesn't mean that you're perfect but it means that you are making a real effort and you're holding yourself to account and you're committing to continuing to do so and continuing to improve how are you managing that internally as far as, you know, now you're a B Corp, fantastic. What next? <laughs> what what are your plans for kind of making sure that it's embedded in the business and stays a focus and that you're you are continuously improving? I've got this great uh, member of my team, Celeste, who um, is doing a great job in sort of helping us with that. So making sure that it features in all our communications to uh, sort of our colleagues, but also uh, when we speak to our clients, how we can continue to bring out the message. And we've sort of got a campaign at the moment where we want to speak to as many clients as possible about not only becoming a B Corp, but perhaps if they're not quite ready for that yet, using 
the online B impact assessment, which is obviously free for everybody. So it's a big focus for us at the moment. Um, our CEO, sort of when he talks internally and also externally, he sort of always references kind of the four big uh, kind of goals for Coots, which relate to our sort of how our people talk about us. So internally, what our staff say, what our clients say about us, um, obviously our financial metrics and then our risk metrics. And we always said that, you know, when we became a B Corp, this would be our fifth metric to measure our progress on sustainability. And so that's our goal. You know, we our score at the moment is sort of just over 83. Um, we want to get to 90 in the next few years by the time we have to re-accredit. So we have an internal program that sort of volunteers from um, all of our colleagues, you know, people from a whole range of just different teams have come together. And they're working with Sasta and my team to look at improvement plans for each of the sections. So there are people responsible for each of the five sections and work on how we can try and improve our score in each so that we can hit at least 90 when we come to recertify. Sounds like a good approach, definitely getting the getting the team involved and uh, and wonderful to hear that you're kind of seeing it as that fifth pillar of of the business. Not just a not just a bolt on or something to kind of go on a shelf once it's it's done and say we didn't redo really well and forget about it, but actually to keep it living and breathing within within the business. That's great. So I've really enjoyed seeing the the buzz and kind of observing the buzz that's been created in both the B Corp community and in the press around Coots's announcement uh, of their B Corp status. What has the response been like for me, for you, from your stakeholders and the public? What kind of feedback have you been getting? Really positive. Yeah, we were so pleased um, with sort of everyone's response when we became a B Corp. Um, you know, we've had so many clients sort of message in to sort of myself or Peter, our CEO, and say, you know, delighted to see you're a B Corp. You know, wasn't expecting a bank to become a B Corp, wasn't expecting a bank of your size to become a B Corp. Um, and, you know, we bank probably 10 B Corp clients in our commercial division, which we're really pleased of, sort of given the sort of overall numbers and how that we're a relatively small commercial bank as well as a private bank. Um, you know, we had lots of messages from those B Corp clients saying, you know, delighted that we now bank with a B Corp and it helps our score. Um, so that was lovely too. And quite a lot of our private clients, you know, delighted that, you know, I'm investing my money with a B Corp or, you know, borrowing from a B Corp. So it's gone down very well um, with our client base as well as our staff. So all our colleagues um, sort of love being able to say work for a B Corp and sort of really appreciate that this is sort of a direction that we're going down and we really care about sustainability and want to continue that. We've committed to do that and you know hold ourselves to account, as you said. Um, so no, we're delighted with how it's gone down and you know joining part of the community. Well, it's wonderful to have you in the community. And yes, I know that a challenge, a repeated challenge for companies going through the process is the, you know, there's a question that asks, like you say, about do you bank with a bank that is a B Corp or is independently owned or is responsible in other ways. And it's really hard. There's not that many options at all out there. Um, so it's it's something that, that I look forward to there being more banks to join the community. So there are options for, for people out there to be able to take, yes, we do that, be able to invest their money responsibly. Definitely. So one of the perceptions that we often here is people think oh gosh b corp is more for companies who sell a product um it's easier for people who are manufacturing a product and they can put organic ingredients in or you know something like that so sometimes service companies uh feel like it's 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 not as relevant to them or there's a perception of that mm -hmm. uh, did you find it to be a, a challenge that you were kind of service-based 
large organization rather than a rather than somebody who has you know something physical to to work around no not really i mean the assessment is about sort of really who you are as a business so it doesn't sort of really matter sector and obviously the assessment you put in the size of your business and the sector that you're in and the assessment does you know change slightly so we were asked about green mortgages you know you if you're a, a law firm or a, um, a product base you're not going to be asked those sort of questions um so it does change slightly which is sort of the benefit of the assessment but no um you know the big section on workers sort of like who do you employ and how do you treat them that that doesn't change whether you sell a product or you sort of provide a service um your environmental footprint uh it might be a bit bigger or different um if you manufacture it'll be mainly more in your scope one and two perhaps and then services business it's more in your scope three sort of the, the clients at the end and the finance emissions um but no, I think it's, uh, it's relevant for every business. You don't have to be sort of making something to, to be a sustainable business and sort of want to do well. Agree. Couldn't, couldn't have said it better. So knowing what you know now, you know, you mentioned it was at least two years ago that Coots made the decision to want to pursue certification. So you've learned a lot, I'm sure, in this process. And I know you've been so involved in it. Uh what would you do differently if you could go back and give yourself advice or give advice to other companies who are embarking on the B Corp journey? Uh, what would you say? I'll start with what I do the same, actually. We spoke to Douglas Lamont really early on, and he gave us a great piece of advice, which was whatever you do, don't just keep it to yourself and the small team that are doing the assessment and sort of the executive that you're working with. And then sort of surprise everyone with a, you know, fantastic, we're now a B Corp, because your the colleagues, obviously, you know, an incredibly important part of your business won't really know about the journey or sort of where it started or why you're thinking about it involve them from the beginning so that's sort of a definitely a piece of advice of Douglas's I'd like to sort of share on which is you know involve everyone from the start say that you're, you're doing the impact assessment say when you are with it talk about sort of the progress and the journey so that when you do finally accredit you know people have been on that journey with you and feel that they've been really part of it um what would I have done differently I would have fed up more information about the disclosure section and what we'd have to go public with um, because we're, you know, we have a lot of governance in our organisation. We're a regulated bank. We need to go through quite a lot of processes to get sort of agreement for anything we put out public and as a quite a, as the third largest B Corp and also because we're an entity of a broader group that isn't a B Corp, uh, we had to go public with our answers to 250 questions. So if anyone wants to learn more about us, that's where you can find a lot about us on the B Corp website on the Coots page. Um, and not all B Corps have to do that. So it does depend on your size and, uh, and whether you're an entity, as I said. Um, but yeah, I would have definitely started some of that syndication and learned more about what would have to be public and what wouldn't earlier. Uh, we didn't really get to sort of the big detail on the disclosures because we were too busy trying to get the points in a moment. Um, so I definitely would remember, remember that disclosure section. Um, apart from that, though, you know, I wouldn't have changed much. We were really closely um, sort of tied in with James Kafari, Chris Turner at the B-Lab team, who were super helpful. Um, the verification analysts were also incredibly helpful. Amy, you helped with quite a few questions too. So, um, no, I mean, we really enjoyed the process. And lots of people, I think, um, put it off or think, you know, it's too big, it's too complicated, it'll take too long. Just, like, tackle a section at a time. Get your, get your assessment in to be verified. There is quite a queue at the moment, I think. There's huge demand for becoming a B Corp. Um, and yeah, get that in as quickly as you can and then sort of go from there. Great advice. Yeah, and I, I would echo that the the uh, discovery, sorry, the disclosure questionnaire um, 
the disclosure questionnaire at the end of the assessment uh, kind of often naturally, because of where it's positioned, naturally gets left until the end. For any uh, people listening who aren't aware, the disclosure questionnaire is unscored and is more about flagging up any concerns that B-Lab might need to know about or issues that may need to be remediated before you certify or issues that would need to be made, B-Lab deems as necessary to be made public in order to be fully transparent. And I think, like like you said, naturally it kind of gets left until the end, but, and for a lot of organizations, they'll fly through it and there won't be anything particular that they'll need to disclose, but it's definitely not uncommon that there are topics and it's something that you'll want to speak to senior leadership about to check. It looks back over the past five years. So there does need to be a bit of work done to check and understand is there stuff that we need to be talking about here? And if so, what is it? What's the detail? So yeah, great, great advice, I think, to encourage people to to engage with that sooner rather than later. Um, but I'm, I'm glad to hear that you that you had some good advice from Douglas at the start. We we're going to be, he's a fellow, uh, fellow interviewee on our uh, podcast. And um, I think it's super important to engage the team as you go through, definitely. So you've got that kind of buy-in and support from everybody. He's going to have to come up some, with some more advice now that I've stolen his, his <laughs> nugget. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Challenge, pressure's on. Uh, so <laughs> earlier you mentioned that uh, Bates Wells, who is a B Corp, one of the original B Corps in the UK, uh, Bates Wells kind of paid it forward or, you know, recommended and inspired you to become a, a B Corp, which is, like I said before, such a wonderful kind of ripple to to hear about. Um, we'd love to know what would your dream company be that you'd like to see to join the community? If you could pass on that B Corp baton, who, who would you hand it over to? Apple. I'm going to say Apple because, you know, they're internationally recognized. Uh, starting off from the US, which is where B Lab started, so you know there's there's no reason why they couldn't sort of consider it. Um, they should be looking at sustainability in more detail. It's a great assessment for them to start with. I haven't heard too much about their sort of sustainability plans, so um, I'd like to see them do the assessment to see how they score, um, and they've got the funds to make the changes that they would need to. So uh, I also think people look good, very go very well with their sort of branding. Um, so it'd be wonderful to see a company of their size and stature become a B Corp be very chic I think I agree go the the branding would go well together and absolutely it would be really you know you spoke about the requirement of transparency um which which a company of your size and complexity is required to make your assessment transparent I think you make a great point it would be wonderful to get a good amount of insight and that level of transparency with a company like Apple who has such power and influence through their supply chain and their their products etc good point wonderful well thank you so much Alison for your time today and for sharing your insights uh, I know a lot of people will be interested to hear about Coots's journey and uh, this has been yeah really really interesting and thank you so much we appreciate you coming on and sharing your experience with us Thank you very much for having me, Amy. And yeah, and if anyone would like to discuss that, they're very happy to sort of take any questions on email or offline. Perfect. You you might regret that. You'll probably be inundated now with uh, with questions, <laughs> but I'm sure people will appreciate it. I'm already it. inundated. I bet. I bet. Well, 
thank you for the wonderful work that you've done in in helping to get your company into the B Corp movement and best of luck with your continuing plans and continuing to embed it and working towards your uh, your 90 point goal. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to the Seismic Spotlight podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Please download the other episodes in our B Corp series to listen to more inspiring stories from companies working to be the change. If you enjoyed listening to Seismic Spotlight, please subscribe to hear more. It's available on Apple and Google Podcasts and Spotify. Please share the podcast and review us with five stars if you liked it. Seismic is a sustainability consultancy that exists to change society for the better and fix our planet. We believe that business has a pivotal role and responsibility in leading the way to make this happen. Everything we do is about helping businesses to prosper by becoming an increasingly impactful force for good. We urge you to change the way you do business. Your stakeholders, your shareholders, and the planet will thank you. Thank you.